The Bible reading this morning is taken from Matthew chapter 14, verses 13 to 21. And if you want to open the Bibles, you'll find in the slots of the chairs, um, behind the chairs in front of you. <laughs> it's on page 981. Oh, it's up on the screen. Thank you. <laughs> and I read. When Jesus heard what had happened, he withdrew by boat privately to a solitary place. Hearing of this, the crowds followed him on foot from the towns. When Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them and healed their sick. As evening approached, the disciples came to him and said, this is a remote place and it's already getting late. Send the crowds away so that they can go to the villages and buy themselves some food. Jesus replied, they do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. We have here only five loaves of bread and two fish, they answered. Bring them here to me, he said. And he directed the people to sit down on the grass. Taking the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven, he gave thanks and broke the loaves. Then he gave them to the disciples and the disciples gave them to the people. They all ate and were satisfied and the disciples picked up 12 basketfuls of broken pieces that were left over. The number of those who ate was about 5,000 men besides women and children. This is the word of the Lord. There's a TV theme song which brings back memories, uh, quite old memories for me. I wonder if it does for you. Mission Impossible, did you ever watch it? The day before box sets were invented, you can play it now if you can. It perhaps will bring back uh, memories for you. The idea behind each episode, in case you haven't seen it, but maybe you've seen the Tom Cruise film, is you've got this crisis dilemma facing the whole world. And this incredible group of people, thanks to their skill, their creativity, their ingenuity, frankly, their genius. In a 45-minute episode, each week, every week, save the world. It's a mission impossible, but not for them. This month, we are thinking about the mission which Jesus gives to his church wherever they are on earth. That feels impossible. That sounds impossible. Without him, it is impossible. It's nowhere better illustrated than in the miracle. A miracle literally means something you can't do. But God can. It's nowhere better illustrated than this miracle that we heard read this morning. So if you've got a Bible there, keep it open or open it now. Jesus turns to his disciples with all this crowd of people facing him, 5,000 and more, and he says, you give them something to eat, yes? And they say, well, you've got the wrong team. We're not like this crew we just saw here. 
We can't do that. This morning we are hearing about Jesus' purpose, his mission for his church. And in some ways, it's the exact opposite of that 1970s drama that I used to be uh, glued to as as a little boy. Jesus once said this. He once said, I am the way. He's the truth about the way to live. He is the life, the source of all life. I am the way. And he also said, follow me. In other words, follow this way to live. The early church was called, uh, its members were called followers of the way. And uh, Tom was right, if the church is a building, it is a box. But the biblical understanding of the church is the people who are the followers of the way. And Jesus gives them, if you're a follower of Jesus, he gives you, as he gives me, a mission. And here's what this uh, mission looks like. We see it in uh, Matthew chapter 14. It's not a mission that you and I can do. It's first and foremost, and it's all the way along it, all about what Jesus does. Verse 13, the beginning of our reading, what Jesus has just heard is that his cousin, his precursor, his messenger, if you like, John the Baptist, has just been murdered by King Herod. And because Jesus on earth was fully human as well as fully God, he does what humans do, what you and I do when we are um, bereaved, um, shredded emotionally by loss. He withdrew by boats privately to a solitary place. He needs to be restored as you and I do at moments of great pressure. But what happens? The crowds who all want a piece of Jesus, they follow him and when Jesus lands, there they all are. Now, if um, you're in that situation or any situation where you're just empty, whether you're bereaved, that's the reason for your emptiness or not, what do you do? How do you feel? What do you say? I think it's exactly what the disciples say. Verse 15, they say to Jesus, send them away so they can go to the villages and buy themselves some food. But here, Jesus shows us what he is like, because as well as being fully uh, human, he is fully God. He looks at the crowds and had compassion on them. Going to the um, next slide. The word compassion is a very beautiful one. You and I, all followers of Jesus, wherever we are on earth, whoever we are, are invited by Jesus to receive his compassion. And on the screen, if you can see it, and I'll tell you if you can't, is the logo for the organization called Compassion. Some of us are able to give financially to it. And what Compassion does is to uh, give money that is given to help educate uh, young people in other parts of the world where they can't afford that. Compassion is a practical love that makes a difference. Compassion is literally, what the word means, is a feeling with somebody else's loss 
emptiness, depletedness. And it's not just in words. Words can be cheap. Just as this miracle of Jesus shows, it makes a practical difference. Jesus saw the crowd. He had compassion, verse 14. The the word Matthew uses literally means a feeling in his guts. that's what, it, that's what it literally means. It's a gut feeling you can't engineer. This is the, the gut of God, the heart of God that we see in Jesus for the crowds. You and I, we're on the receiving end of it. And Matthew, earlier in his gospel, it's chapter 9, verse 36. He's uh, used the word before. And he says the reason Jesus had compassion on the crowds, he says, is because they were like sheep without a shepherd. This is how God looks out on us as a a little crowd of his followers, if that's who you are. And if you're not, he looks out on you in exactly the same way amongst the crowd in Matthew 14. There are those who want to follow him, those who don't really know who he is. And he has compassion on them all in his guts. Do you know what it's like to be a sheep without a shepherd? I think in 2021 and in 2020, as maybe in other years too, we've got some idea of that. The word we've heard again and again is unprecedented because we're in unprecedented times. I have never been through a global pandemic. You might not have either. I've never had the experience of being so aware of the changing climate, although it's been changing for decades, if not centuries, of being confronted face-to-face with the reality of the social injustices perpetrated in history as in the present, of an aching inequality amongst people. Have you ever felt like a sheep without a shepherd? in your situation, um, situations of loss and depletedness, that's another word I've heard of a lot that we have felt and Jesus feels it with us. The disciple John in his letter in the Bible, it's called 1 John, chapter 2, verse 6, he says this, how great is the love that God has given No, he uses the word, has lavished on us, his children. That's the word he uses. And this uh, miracle in Matthew 14 is is a sign, it's a demonstration of this compassion in action which the crowd receive, which any follower of Jesus is invited to receive. If you're going to do his mission, it's first about receiving are from Jesus, whose compassion takes him to the cross and dies there, so lavishes his love, spelt out in blood. And this miracle here is a sign of that. Look at what the disciples do after it. They gather up all the leftovers. There's 12 baskets, one basket for each of them, or one basket for each of the 12 tribes of Israel. It's symbolic and it's real. There's masses. To God belongs the cattle on a thousand hills. Mission Impossible, back in the 70s, 
or in the Tom Cruise film, was all about the resources of these super gifted people. The mission of Jesus is all about the resources of heaven that God our Father lavishes on anyone who will receive him. And this Harvest Sunday is a great illustration of that, don't you think? You know, there is food on earth to feed everyone. How incredible is that? But because of social inequalities, some get more and others don't get any. Today we thank God for the harvest, making everything grow. But the other side of uh, this coin that this miracle illustrates is that while God is the supplier, the giver of all life, he makes all things grow. He's like, if you like, the caterer who provides the food. But the disciples, they're involved. They're invited to be like, if you like, in the distribution contract. So what you've received, give away. Can you just put up the next slide? This is the, the second half, if you like, of what it means to be a follower of the way. Jesus says, this is the way to live. It's all about Jesus, the Alpha and the Omega. He walks with you along the way. And we are called to give away signs of his compassion, his good news. You can be a young person who've just experienced God on the Norfolk Broads and you can give away his love in words. Uh, next week maybe we'll hear from Sue who's older than them and currently in a hospice uh, declaring the goodness of God in her life, whoever you are. And you can do it as the disciples do here, simply joining in with what Jesus has done and is doing. This is what it means to follow, be a follower of the way, to cooperate with Jesus in declaring and demonstrating, so in words and in deeds, that God is good. He is looking for worshippers who will sing, who will say, who will live out and declare in word and deeds that God is good. 1 Peter 2 verse 9, the disciple Simon Peter says, you are chosen to declare God's praises in your words, in your deeds. Verse 16, Jesus looks at the 12, he says, you give them something to eat. They said, well, we haven't got anything. But it's not quite true. We've got a couple of loaves and a couple of fish. And Jesus says, that's enough. Jesus says, that's enough. If you're like me, we're like the first disciples. We, we don't have very much. As a church, our finances are depleted. Uh, as people, our energy I suspect, is depleted. Our compassion is definitely limited, even if we try to put on a good show. Jesus says, it's enough. See what I will do. Some wine waiters at a wedding only have some water and give it to Jesus. Some friends of a paralyzed man bring it 
to Jesus. It's all they can do. Simon Peter once throws his net down after a fishless night. It's all he can do. Some bystanders at the tomb of a man called Lazarus push away a stone in front of the tomb. It's all they can do. It's not very much. But Jesus says, it's enough. Bring your loaves and fishes and see what God will do. The feeding of the 5,000 and all of Jesus' miracles told in Matthew, Mark, Luke and John in here and his miracles told in, in your lives if we will notice them they are all about Jesus' way who've received something of Jesus and give to him in faith, maybe a mustard seed of faith. It's all the disciples often had. And seeing and tasting that the Lord is good. In a a few minutes, just about a minute or two's time, I'm going to invite anybody who wants to, you might be the only one, to receive a sign of Jesus' promise to give you his compassion, his equipping, which is not an abstract thing. It's actually the presence of Jesus, his Holy Spirit, to walk through whatever situations you're walking through to follow his way. It's only possible with his presence. That's why Jesus, who at the end of his earthly life says to his disciples, go, I'm sending you. In the next sentence he says, I'm with you always. I've got a mission for you, but I'm going to give you all you need if you'll receive it to fulfill this mission which would otherwise be impossible. And a sign of Jesus' equipping uh, throughout history, actually, is, uh, is this. We sometimes uh, use it here at All Saints, the oil of anointing. And if you wish to, if this makes sense to you, if you're aware of your uh, need of this, you can uh, come forward if you wish to and receive the sign of the cross in the oil of anointing on your forehead to receive from Jesus' compassion, which includes his incredible choosing of you and me with all our depletedness. Or we've got us some loaves and fishes, if that. And if uh, this moment is right for you to have filled out the the pledge card that was included in uh, uh, the uh, the leaflet that Tom mentioned. You You can bring that forward if you wish to. There are various pens dotted out around. And put it in front of our, um, put it in the basket um, just here. A follower of the way is the one who knows their need of Jesus and simply gives away what they've received. I finish with this, that the church in China welcomes new believers uh, with these words. They say, Jesus now has a new pair of eyes to see with, yours. 
Jesus now has new ears to listen with. Yours. Jesus now has new hands to help with and a new heart to love others with. Yours. That's our mission, which is impossible for us. But because of Jesus' anointing, his compassion and his promise to always be with us to the end of the age, it is possible. I'm going to invite the bands uh, to come up now. And because Jesus calls us to be worshippers of him, to declare his praises because he is good, because he's the source of all good things, he's the source of all compassion. And any love we give away comes first from him. We are going to declare his praises in song now. And if as a follower of the way, you would like to receive his anointing, then uh, feel free to come forward. Would you stand with me? Father God, thank you that your church here for 150 years and your church across earth from when you founded your family, your body on earth, has always been utterly dependent on you, Jesus, who is Lord, who is King, the giver of all gifts, the source of all compassion, the source of anything we have, including our harvest, which we've celebrated today. We thank you that new every morning are your mercies, your compassions, they never fail. And whatever we are going through in order to declare your love to the world, we need your presence, your equipping, your spirits. Thank you for your faithfulness to us. May we receive from you this day and every day that we might be sent out by you to be your witnesses, your servants in the world. We worship you.